Thank you for tuning in to Trinity Baptist Temple's podcast. I'm Pastor Kyle Dinsmore, and I pray today's sermon is a blessing to you as you continue to seek the Lord and follow His will for your life. If you have any questions, please feel free to contact us. God bless you. If you have your Bibles, turn to Genesis chapter 47, and um, we have been going along in this journey uh, looking at the life of Joseph, and the last couple of weeks we have seen some very important points about life. Again, the study has been entitled Life, and uh, these last two weeks have really uh, given us these important points, reminders, if you will, uh, and, and specifically through the life of ja- uh, through the, uh, the example of Jacob that we've seen. Uh, he was standing before Pharaoh. He's given kind of a, a recounting of his life, his assessment of his own life. And uh, he basically admitted that his short life had been evil. He had wasted it on selfishness, self-centeredness, uh, self-serving uh, you know, uh, living. And um, he referenced that his life was a pilgrimage. And just a reminder, his, he lived, at this point, he was 130 years old. So uh, if you feel like your life has been short, uh, think about how it feels at 130 to say, my life has been a pilgrimage. It is a pilgrimage. It's a short journey into a land that I am not a, a resident of, if you will. But um, looking at 130 years and then looking back, I, I believe he was saying in retrospect, it's like a blink of an eye. And that's what we saw a couple weeks ago. That's how our lives are. Uh, man, you can, you can probably remember back to that uh, time that you were in grade school or in junior high or high school or the day that your kids were born or the, day that your grandkids were born. You can remember those times, and it just seems like, in some of those instances, like it was yesterday. And so we were challenged to remember that our lives are, are short. Just like Jacob said his life was short, we have to remember that our lives are short. And in that, we need to remember to redeem every opportunity we have for the glory of God. I mean, that's such an important reminder, because of, especially we're going to talk, talk a little bit more about uh, our lives today. But uh, we, we need to be reminded that we only have this time this chance right now even today uh, to redeem it for the glory of God and uh, the things of this world we've seen are vain they're empty Jacob can attest that you can look at uh, Solomon and in in Ecclesiastes essentially that's what his assessment of life was it's all vain I mean it's all passing it's all fleeting it's all it, it comes for a little while and then it goes away everything you seek for in this life is vanity again one day we'll, we'll realize that But I think it's important for us to try to grasp right now, if we can, that to waste our life away seeking after earthly trinkets, seeking after things of this world, uh, and trading them for the pursuits of eternal glory is is foolish. To say, man, I I could have something greater if I were to pursue it now than what I'm currently pursuing. And uh, last week we saw a very, again, the, the second point was, Um, that it's not too late for you to glorify God with your life. And so, as I said, maybe you come to a point where you realize, and I've spent a lot of time on me in my life. Uh, Maybe you're 80 years old. Maybe you're 50 years old. Maybe you're 30-something years old. I I don't know what the age is, but maybe you you came to realize last week, I'm a little like Jacob. I've, I've spent a lot of my life on me. But it's not too late. It's not too late. You have right now. You have this moment. You have this decision. You still have breath. You're still here. And you can determine today to glorify him. 
And so uh, with that in mind, I want to move forward and look at what God has for us in this life point. Father, thank you for this time. Thank you again for allowing us to be here. Thank you for this, this day. Thank you for this moment in the history of Trinity Baptist Temple uh, where we as a people, we've determined that we're going to be uh, selfless and put over others over ourselves. God, we've determined as a church uh, to, to be eternal-minded, eternally-minded. We've determined as a church to be focused on your mission, not on ours. God, we, we want to make sure that there's room for people that are moving to this community. Lord, we want to make sure that we're, there's room for people that we're intentionally trying to reach with the gospel, the good news that you've given to us or that we've received that has changed our life. Lord, help us from this day forward to be motivated by you, by the, by the gospel, by, by what you have shown us, what amazing love that you have, you've given to us, what amazing grace you've given to us. And Lord, I pray that as your people, in this local body, we would live out the rest of our days to your glory and your honor. Lord, that we wouldn't be focused on what pleases ourselves, or we wouldn't be focused on our preferences, God, but we would be focused on you, your kingdom, and what brings glory to you. And uh, Lord, we pray this morning that you would speak to us. Lord, your word is so powerful, it's sharper, and it, it, it's, it's alive, and, and we ask that you would speak to us through your word. Lord, your spirit would move in this place. Lord, if there's somebody here that doesn't have a, 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 a sincere, real, personal relationship with you through placing their faith in Jesus Christ, Lord, I pray that today would be that day and um, they would experience eternal life, the gift of eternal life. Lord, just move now and we'll praise you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, I, I was looking at this study um, in, in the text the last couple of weeks and um, mentioned this a little bit about how fast our, our world flies and or how, how, how fast our, our lives fly by. And uh, I, I was thinking, you know, why does it seem like uh, I hear older generation saints say, just wait till you get older. It, it, it goes a lot faster. And, uh, and, and, I, and I thought, you know, it, I think that's true. That's probably been true for every generation who's experienced that. Uh, you realize just how fast life goes. But I, I think also a little bit of what we experience today is the, the times that we live in. I think that you've got to be just either outright denying it or foolish or something to, to not admit that our world is moving really, really, really fast. And, and there's a lot of things that are external that have to do with that, right? There's technology that's moving along so fast. I mean, it, it is, you, you can't keep up with it. I hear people say that all the time. I, I get a new phone, I get a computer, and it's out of date, and it, it just, how do you keep up? You know, the, 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 the times of education, the times of, of the, the workforce, the, you know, the job uh, opportunities out there. It seems like everything is just moving so fast. But I think it's, it's, it's also attributed to the lifestyles that we have not only accepted because of what the world system is, but also what we have chosen for ourselves even. I think that we have chosen to live in this day and time with lives full of busyness and lives full of activity. That's just the reality. I mean, uh, we're all guilty of it. I, I can't say all, that's an absolute statement, but maybe you're not. But I think most of us are guilty of filling up our schedules, of living our lives with so much busyness and so much activity that sometimes it feels like, like you have the kids sometimes, right? The kids say, I'm so bored, right? They have more stuff now than we ever had when we were kids, you know? And it's like, how in the world could you ever be bored? You have so much stuff. There's so many things that you can do, you know? And I, mean, I remember thinking, I was so bored, I guess I'll just play with this stick. That is not, that is not a joke. That's serious. I'm going to make a rifle out of this stick. 
I'm going to make a gun out of this stick. That's how, that's how it used to be. You know, and I'm not saying that I didn't have anything, but again, I think today, like, what show are you going to watch? What device are you going to play? What, you know, what world are you going to go to or whatever? I mean, it's like a completely different experience today for our kids. But, um, you know, I, I think for us as adults, we look at the kids and think, you know, <laughs> you're crazy. You know, you're crazy. There's no way you can be bored. There's no way you can be bored. We look at our lives and say, There's, I, I can't be bored. I don't have time to be bored. There's so much to do. I got to take you everywhere. I got to do everything for you and the stuff I got to do, you know? And so, again, our, our lives tend to be moving so fast. And in that, I think that we tend to stay tired. We tend to stay tired. I know for me, a, a lot of times I answer people like that and they say, how are you doing? I'm tired. I'm busy. I'm tired, you know? And I'm like, I get a little convicted sometimes. But I, should, should I be living like that, you know? And, and I think that, yes, we'll see that in just a minute, if it's for a certain reason, but sometimes it's not. And I, I hear a lot of people say that. How you doing? Oh, I'm just tired. We are so busy. When we're running here, running there, doing this, doing that, we're always going, 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 going. I'm so tired. Again, the demands for our time and activity, seems to, they seem to increase. They don't seem to decrease. Like we try to do everything in our life to try to get less of things, and we end up getting more of things, right? I'm, I'm, I'm doing this in my schedule. I'm, this is going to make me more efficient. And when we find that it makes us more efficient, we have time to be more busy. You know, <laughs> that's exactly what happens. I got a schedule now. I got, I got this device. I got these things, reminders, and they're going to make me a lot faster so I can do a lot more. <laughs> and again, that's the way that the world we live in goes along. But many of us who are, you know, blessed to be able to take a vacation, what ends up happening when we get close to that vacation time? We, we are dragging ourselves and clawing ourselves to that week of vacation or those few days of vacation it's like we can't get there fast enough we run like mad people sometimes to that week of vacation like everything's a blur just getting to vacation you know um but again why why do we do that for a break we're looking for that break we're looking for some rest we're looking to to get away what are we trying to get away from the norm what's the norm Again, hustle and bustle, busyness, craziness, tiredness, and we call it life. <clears throat> Why is it this way? Why is it that we're living like this? We're wearing ourselves out like this in a foreign land for a foreign cause. Think about that. We're in a foreign land wearing ourselves out for a foreign cause we're wearing ourselves out for things sometimes, many times, that don't last. Why would we not be wearing ourselves out for something that lasts? Something that's meaningful. Something that's worth wearing ourselves out for. Right? Because what happens, right? Think about it for a second. What happens? You go on vacation, and you're like, oh, man, whew. On the drive back, on the flight back, on the time back, you're already thinking what you're going back to. You're already thinking about all the cares, all the, the business, all the struggle. You're, you're already gearing yourself back up to get back in this hustle and bustle for, for this, this temporal, this non-lasting, this world, this foreign purpose that we're, 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 we're here for, or we're on this world a part of. And so this morning I want to Look at, is there something that we're missing? Is there, or is there something that we're forgetting that could actually help us in, in this world, this life that we're living? Is there something that we're missing or something we're forgetting that we can actually 
be helped by. Maybe this morning we can be reminded of some important truths or an important truth uh, that can help us truly. And so in Genesis 47, uh, it says this in verse 11 is where we pick up. And Joseph placed his father and his brethren and gave them a possession in the land of Egypt, in the best of the land, in the land of Ramses, as Pharaoh commanded, had commanded. And Joseph nourished his father and his brethren and all his father's household with bread according to their families. Now look back at 11. Excuse me, verse 11. Look at those words. I have them underlined and highlighted here. And Joseph placed. A few, few words later, and gave. A few words later, in the best of the land. Look at verse 12. And Joseph nourished. Now we, we know from previous studies that Joseph has graciously brought his family uh, being used of God, brought his family to this land to specifically to bless them or to protect them. Um, but the reason why this is such an important thing is that we know the land has experienced such great tragic uh, famine that all over the land, Canaan land, Egypt, everywhere is experiencing this great famine. And so again, in God's grace, in Joseph choosing to be used of God, has brought his family here to give to them what they don't deserve graciously giving to them what they, they don't deserve. Again, the brothers had betrayed him. Now he's blessing them. But all the land was suffering. Everybody was suffering. We know that Joseph, because of what God had done, had made provisions for him and his family. He had made provisions for the whole land. There was preparations that had been made. But the people were feeling the pressure. I don't think they're going to give that today, get to that today, uh, but we'll see that. The people are feeling the pressure of this famine. Times were def desperate. Relief was needed. I mean, something had to give. And I don't know about you, but do you ever feel like that in life? Like something's got to give. Relief is needed. I've come to the end of my road. I've come, I, I'm, I'm so tired. I, it's too much. Again, that's where the people were. They needed relief. And in this foreign land, in this desperate time, when everything was swirling negatively around them, very trying time, very pressured-filled time, Again, Joseph, as we've seen, as a type of Christ, is providing. He's placed. He's given. And he's nourishing God's people in a foreign land. Think about that. You'll hear it again. When pressure was all around, when craziness was all around, they're in a foreign land. And in the midst of all this pressure, in the midst of all this trying time, in the midst of all of this difficulty where relief was needed, Joseph, as a type of Christ, was giving to God's people nourishment and provision, protection. Again, we have already seen Joseph revealing to his brothers that all of the bad that had happened to him was actually God's purpose. Going before God's people to bring them to this place to do this for them during this time. We saw a bigger purpose in Jacob when, when God talked to Jacob in the vision before they came to Egypt and seeing that God was intentionally taking his people into this foreign land to make them become servants of foreign people so that he would keep them as his people, raise them up as his people, and they would leave that land with this very, very specific identity to glorify God. And so this morning, as a reminder for us here today, and our life point is this, true rest and provision come only from God. True rest and provision come only from God. I, I don't care how many vacations you take. I don't care how much time you're gone on a vacation. 
I don't care what type of rest you get while you're on vacation or what type of relief you get. The reality in this world, in this foreign land for the people of God is this. True rest and provision come only from God. Because I, I've experienced it. I've experienced going away for a weekend and not getting any rest at all. I've gone away for a week and not had any type of relief or, or anything like it. Just is weighted and is heavy and is difficult. I, I've experienced that before. So it's not in what you do or where you go. It's in what God actually provides. Because again, they are in a foreign land. The famine's all around. Everybody's experiencing it. But as the people of God, God had deliberately said, I'm going to give to you something that nobody else can get because it's coming from my hand. No matter what desperation that you're going through, no matter what pressure you're feeling, no matter how difficult things are or even how they seem to be, no matter how discouraging your outlook is, we have to remember our inheritance as the people of God. That's one of the things that helps us remain in the peace of God. We have to remember our hope, our confidence as the people of God. So it, it, you say, well, how, do, how, do we, how do we abide in, in what God has provided for us? If my, my outlook is discouraging, if my, the pressure is too high, if I can't take it anymore, if I, I can't find rest even in vacation or a day off, I can't do any of those things, what do I need to do? I think one of the things is to remember. Remember our inheritance. Remember your confidence and your hope as a child of God. And so some truths about our inheritance and our hope is something I want to bring out this morning, hopefully to help us remember these things. The first thing is this. Our, our inheritance and our hope is not found in this world. It's not found in this world. So I don't care how much money you make. I don't care what position you get. I don't care how many things you have, how much stuff you buy. I don't care any of those things. The reality is at one point in time, it's all going away. We have to remember as the people of God. So the reason I say that is we, we spend ourselves, we waste ourselves, we, we try so hard for accolades and positions and, 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 and money and stuff and activities and adventure, all this kind of stuff. We, we waste ourselves away energy and thought and effort. All these things go and we forget that this is not where our inheritance is. We're in a foreign land. Remember, God said, I'm going to bring you this land, and I'm going to preserve you as my people, and I'm going to raise you up as my own people and give you that land that I promised you. That's what God's intention was, to bring them to Egypt. And so here we are in Egypt as God's people. It's not Egypt, it's America. We realize that. But spiritually speaking, we're in a foreign land, and how can we make it through the pressure-filled days? How can we make it feel the stress-filled days? Well, first of all, stop living for temporal trinkets. We've got to stop making that our focus, and we've got to remember that we have an inheritance that's not found in this world. Our confidence is not in this world. Secondly, I want to say this first of all. Sometimes I believe God allows us to become tired of the temporal. I don't know if you ever get there, but I get there a lot. When I say temporal, I'm talking about temporal everything. I'm talking about the temporal system. I'm talking about aches and pains in the body, the temporal. I'm talking about the frustration with finances. I'm talking about struggles in relationships. I'm talking about uh, frustrations in, 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 the, in the church and spiritual. I mean, there are things sometimes that are temporal in nature that we, we just get tired of, right? It just, we just get tired. I'm so tired. I'm so ready to be out of this. I believe God allows us sometimes to get to that place. And I'm not talking about unhealthy way. I'm talking about in a healthy way. 
But I think sometimes we have to take an unhealthy path to get there. But God allows us to get to that place where we become tired of the temporal. Why? So that we can see the excellence in the eternal. Right? That, that, that we can say, you know what? I am so sick and tired of this. I'm so tired of going through this. I'm so tired of dealing with this. I'm so tired of this always being the story of my life. I cannot wait to be with him. You know, so again, we see the excellence. Number two is this. The truth about our inheritance and hope is not found in our strength. Right? We, 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 we struggle, we toil, we work, we, we, we save, we, we set back, we, we pay this, we, we get that, we do this. We, 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 all, we do all of this oftentimes in our own strength. And we wear ourselves out. We just wear ourselves out. But we've got to remember our inheritance and our hope, it, it wasn't gained by our own strength. It was given by grace. Sometimes we just need to remember to abide in God's grace. Number three, our inheritance and our hope is not found in earthly possessions. I've mentioned them throughout this, right? We, man, we, we, we get and we gain and we store and we, we, we set back and we do all those things. But, man, we need to remember that's disappointing. The Bible says riches do make themselves wings and fly away as eagles. Labor not to be rich, you know. It never says that it's evil to be rich. It just says don't strive to do that. God blesses you with things. He blesses you with money. That's what it is. Look at them as that. They're just things. Possessions. Not something to give yourselves over for. Why? Because our inheritance and our hope is not found in earthly possessions. And finally, what we have and we need is only found in, through, in, in and through Jesus Christ. That can be a very spiritual, cliche, Christian saying. Everything we need and have is found in Jesus Christ. No, no, no. I'm talking about, think about that right there. We, we talked about heaven recently. That could, could you have all the things you wanted, all the friends you ever had, all the amazing things that brought you pleasure and joy and happiness in heaven for all of eternity. No bad, no evil, no fights, no struggles, no nothing. You could have everything good, everything you wanted, everything you ever desired in heaven. Could you, could you be satisfied living there eternally if Jesus wasn't there or without Jesus? And again, here, here's, the, here's the test. I think there's a lot of people today who call themselves Christians that if there was just a sincere answer based off of their desires and based off of their lifestyle, I think a lot of people would be okay with that because we live so much of our lives without Him in our focus. We make so many decisions without Him at the center of them. We do so much without even thinking about the one who took us from death and gave us life. And so again, sometimes it just needs to be boiled down to, in my life, I'm struggling, I'm, I'm tired, I'm wore out, I'm frustrated, I, I, I've got all this pressure on me, I'm, I'm dealing with all these things. Listen, we need to remember our inheritance and our hope. I'm nothing without my Jesus love that song my Jesus I love thee I know that thou art mine Man. second Timothy chapter 2 I'm not going to read all this for the sake of time but you can read it when you get a chance but I've just got some that are highlighted and underlined here so Paul's talking to Timothy and he says you then my child be strengthened by the grace that is in Christ Jesus don't be strengthened by more money. Don't be strengthened by more position. Don't be strengthened by more vacation. Don't be strengthened by more of this. Be strengthened by the grace 
that is in, only in, Christ Jesus. He goes on to say, And what you have heard of me in, in the presence of many witnesses, and trust to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. So what you've heard, give it to other people who are faithful, faithful men that can teach others also. Share in suffering as a good soldier. There's the only thing that we're supposed to share in suffering of. As a good soldier of Christ Jesus. Not in the soldier of this world, not in, 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 the, in the system of this world, but the suffering that is encouraged is to suffer for the sake of the cross. And he begins to explain, because here, here's the truth. There's no soldier that gets entangled in civilian pursuits. Why? Because it's his aim to please the one who enlisted him. See, if we, if we remember that it's only in and through Jesus Christ that we have hope and inheritance, confidence, then it, it's, it's, it's helpful in our day-to-day -day life not to get entangled with being frustrated and wore out and, and discouraged and tired with all the worldly, and as Paul mentioned, or put it, civilian pursuits. We're a soldier of Jesus Christ. We need to be strengthened by his grace. We need to be reminded that it's about his mission. We're in a foreign land about his business. Talks about an athlete only having to go by the, the, the rules if he's going to be crowned. If you skip down to verse 11, he says, this is a trustworthy saying, for if we have died with him, we will also live with him. Praise God. Again, what is the important, what are we talking about? In, in this world full of frustration and tiredness and busyness, and, and, and what, what's the answer? The answer is to remember that our only rest and true rest is found in Jesus Christ. That we can wear ourselves out for something that's eternal and still have rest. Why? Because we remember what we have in him. And he gives us his rest. He says if you die with him, you'll also live with him. If you endure, you'll also reign with him. This is talking about our inheritance. And how can you get through from day to day after spiritual frustration and disappointment and discouragement day after day after day? How can anybody continue on? Because you remember this is not the end. How can you go from one frustration and struggle at your job and with your family and with your finances? How can you do all of that? Because as a child of God, you remember, if I've died with him, I will live with him. And if I've lived with him, I will reign with him. If we deny him, he also deny us. Skip to the next verse in Matthew, um, next uh, reference in Matthew chapter 6. We've talked about this throughout this morning, but he's, he's, Jesus says it very clearly in the Sermon on the Mount in verse 19. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on the earth. Don't focus yourself on getting earthly riches and storing them up. Because this is the place where moth and rust destroys and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven when neither moth nor rust destroys or where thieves do not break in and steal, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. See, it's never enough. This world, what you get and gain, it's never enough. Right? That's why you see millionaires, movie stars, athletes, even just, just this week, the revelation of a, of a baseball player here in, in town. What did he die of? Drugs, overdose, and alcohol. He, he was a, 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 an athlete, a star. He was a, a major league athlete. He, he was... I mean, why, why would he need to, to overdose on something else? Because it's not enough. There's nothing in this world that is ever enough, especially riches and fame and for. I mean, that, it's just not enough. So that's why Jesus said, look, you can really get off if you start doing that. Because what happens, right? We have insurance. But what if the fire destroys everything we have? What ends up happening to people like that? It's still a very difficult time. Why? Because we make so much of what we have. Temporally speaking. Insurance will replace it, but they can't replace that. 
right? So he says, don't focus yourself on temporal things. Don't focus yourself on treasures here on this earth, but lay yourself treasures in heaven when neither moth or right. There's, there's nothing that anything can touch when you're living for the eternal, when you remember that you have an eternal inheritance. Remember that you have these things of God. He goes on in verse 24 where he says that you can't serve two masters. Either you're going to hate one and love the other, or you're going to be devoted to one and despise the other, but you can't serve both God and money. You can't serve God and, and the things of this world. He goes on to say in verse 26, he said, he's basically, don't worry about what you have or don't have in this, in this life as far as what you eat, what you drink, what you put on your body. He goes on to say, look at the birds and the air. They don't, they don't sow or reap, nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Again, God reminding us that he is our father. He is our provider. He is the one that gives to us. And so you're going through struggles in this life. You're going through frustrations. You're feeling the pressure. You need relief. You said, we just need to take a break. Hey, listen, I think breaks are important. I think vacations are important. I think days off, but all those things are good. But the reality is the only true rest and the only true relief we have in this foreign land comes from Jesus Christ. Matthew chapter 11 says this, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden. And I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, because I am gentle and lowly of heart. Look what he says. And you will. You, that's a promise. You will find rest for your souls. Right? There, there's, there's a time and a place, I think, that some of us get to where we do feel that, the anguish of the soul in this temporal realm. We feel so much pressure, we feel so much discouragement, so much difficulty, and we're so busy, and, and, and we're, we're searching, we're seeking, and, 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 and this difficulty and this trial reaches down to the very depths of our soul to where it begins to be grieving to our spirit, right? I know some of you have gone through physical ailments like that. Like, when will this end, God? Please heal me. Maybe you have a loved one like that. Maybe you're going through a trial, whatever, and, and, and it gets to the very center of our being. We have to remember the only true rest is found in the one who can give it. And so the key of rest is to go to him, to trust him. That's the key of rest. It's just so simple. It is. But think about how hard it is sometimes, right? Because it's not a theory. It's not a thought you do. It's not a word that you speak. But this is something that you actually have to do to abide in the rest of God. We try to do so much in our own strength. As I said a while ago, our hope and our, 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 our inheritance is not found in our own strength. But we try to do so much in our own strength, right? Both mentally, emotionally, and physically. And sometimes we try to do that spiritual work in our own strength as well. But what we do is we mentally, mentally place the things that are out of our control on our backs like pack mules, right? That's what we do. I can't control this. I can't change this. I've been asking God for this, but every day I mentally, emotionally, and even sometimes physically and spiritually pick these struggles up and put them on my own self every day, and I try to push through and make it work and make it happen and get through it in my own strength. And essentially what ends up happening is that weight becomes so overbearing because we can't change it. We can't, we can't fix it. But it becomes overbearing, so overbearing like a, like a pack mill, and we begin top-heavy until, until it actually topples us or we crush underneath its weight. You say, I just can't do it anymore. It's too hard. I, I'm, I'm done. Again, the key is going to him and actually trusting him. 
offloading our carries and worries at his feet. Truly, 1 Peter chapter 5, humble yourselves therefore in the mighty hand of God so that at proper time he may exalt you, casting all your worries, casting all your fears, casting all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. It doesn't take away the need for labor like we've talked about, for investing in the right things that we saw in 2 Timothy, Paul told Timothy, but it requires labor that's fully relying on God, his strength and not our own. What does that mean? What does that look like? What does it mean to say, I I am living this life that's full of struggles and toils and and, and difficulty, and and, and yet I'm experiencing God's rest, and I'm, I'm, I'm doing more for God now than I ever have before. How can that be? It means that you continue. It means you endure. It means that you remain steadfast and faithful to what's right according to God and not according to man. Not according to you, but according to God. And in that place of faith, in that place of complete trust in him, we find rest and we find strength. Again, look at the truths. Be reminded this morning, everything we have is from God. Abide in his rest, abide in his provision. Ephesians chapter 1 says that he's given us every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places because of Christ. Everything we need. A few verses down in that same thing, it says that we have redemption in his blood and forgiveness from our trespasses according to the riches of his grace, which he's lavished on us. God has given us everything. We obtain an inheritance in verse 11, it says. In verse 13, in whom also you suffer. You also, after, I'm sorry, after listening to the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation, having also believed, you were sealed in him with the Holy Spirit of promise who is given as a pledge of our inheritance. Again, we need to remember our inheritance. We need to remember our confidence is found only in Jesus Christ. There's a labor in the physical realm. There's a labor in the spiritual realm. Again, God can provide the rest that you need. What are you laboring for this morning? What is weighing you down? What has what brought you to a place where you say, you know, I'm tired of the temple? This morning, you need to be reminded. Lift up your eyes and look to the hills whence cometh your help. Your help comes from the Lord. It doesn't come from anything else or anyone else, but from the Lord. I'm not going to look at Hebrews chapter 3, but I will encourage you to, to read that when you get time because he talks about those that were in the wilderness didn't enter into his rest because they didn't do it his way. But he talks about a rest for the people of God, about him being us entering into his, his, his rest that we should strive to enter into that rest. This morning, are you toiling and laboring? Are you wearing yourself out for temporal things? Answer that question honestly. Are you wearing yourself out for temporal things? Money, activities, entertainment. Are you wearing yourself out for temporal things? Are you able to rest and find satisfaction and provision? Because you're only seeking it in God. See, it's available to all, but it's only God's people who experience it because it's God's people who have gone to him in faith. You have to come to him. And once you do, you have to have that constant check and reminder in your life that it's in Christ alone that this rest is found. I I know I do. I need to be reminded of that. Even as a pastor, I have to constantly be reminded that I need to find my rest in him. Recently, I've had to do that. That true rest is found in him. That I can 
take a few days off or I can go on a vacation or I can do those things and, and there's not true rest found in that unless I truly find my rest in Him. Unless I truly take those cares and burdens and thoughts and, and worries and all those things and truly trust Him with it. Have you entered into the rest of your soul by placing faith in Jesus Christ? Are you here today and say, you know what, I don't know that I've done that. Today is that day if you haven't. If you have, be reminded that we are to be laboring by faith in the right things. And when we come to that point of weakness in this, that's where his strength is made perfect. No matter what you're going through, remember you have a hope and you have an inheritance waiting for you. Don't be laboring for the temporal. Seek for the excellent eternal things and find rest in that. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this time. Thank you for allowing us to be here this morning and a reminder about our rest being found only in you. Lord, we realize that there's nothing in this world that can satisfy. There's nothing in this world that's of this world that can bring true rest and comfort to our souls. God, we realize that you are the only one. You, you are our rest, you are our comfort, you're our hope, you're our peace. You're everything that we need in this life and we live in this world and it's so busy. I know looking at the faces, when we first started talking about this, Lord, it was almost everybody. We can all agree that we live in a busy world and we busy ourselves with so much. God, help us this morning to be reminded not to be wasting our lives and our energy and our, our cares, our concerns on things that are just going to disappear in a, in a moment. They're going to vanish in an instant. But help us to be striving after you. Help us to be laboring for you. Help us to be focused on the eternal. We have to live in this world and there's activities and responsibilities and things that we do that, that we have to do as a part of this world, but Lord, help, that, help us not make that the focus of our lives. Let's move this morning. Help us respond rightly to your word and this reminder. And we'll praise you for it in Jesus' name. Amen.